What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from Weston Cigars Conway on the outside lounge that we have. As you can tell, as another VA goes passing by up here in... Uh, <laughs> what county are we in? Are we in Faulkner? I have no idea. There's somewhere. It's a fucking dry county. That's Thank where, you that's for where pointing out what county there, and that's important. Yeah. Uh, so we, <laughs> we, we are joined uh, by a guy who we've had on a few times on yep. the show. A friend of ours, friend One of the of, show. Yep. Uh, 100%. A guy who has helped uh, facilitate, you know, the the brotherhood, sisterhood that, you know, we, we get to enjoy, you know, our, our family that's not name, that's not by blood, but a family nonetheless. We're joined by Chris with Luxury Cigar Club. How are you doing, my man? Oh, man, I'm feeling feeling the weekend already, bro, <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm good, man. It's yeah. good to be here. Yeah, I'm glad, glad to see you back in town uh, again. This is the uh, second time you've been here. Uh, Yep. Third time in person, I guess we, we've been together. Yeah, that's so. right. No, uh, second time here. Long time fan. <laughs> first time, long time. <laughs> first time, long time. <laughs> I'll just hang up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, it's been, a, it's we're on day two of a, of a cigar weekend bender. Uh, more, more to go and everything. Uh, but, you know, we're coming down, winding down Saturday, going into Sunday at this point in real time. Um, so why don't you just break us in into what we are now just lit up and, and enjoying ourselves here? That's a very complicated question, and it requires some storytelling, right? Awesome. So I didn't know there was going to be four of us doing this together. <laughs> and I didn't get that memo. But you are <laughs> smoking. German. <laughs> I, I threw that one away, actually. Okay, so I did get it. So you're smoking a cigar. Well, three of us are smoking so Aaron, Mark, and myself are smoking something. You're smoking the 8-Span Raven. Okay, the 8-Span Raven is a cigar that we've been working on for like almost a year and a half now. Um, and it's got a really cool story behind it. So like Aaron, you know mm-hmm. that I really have like a, a strong connection with like Japanese culture, things yeah. like that. Ben shares that connection a little less strongly than I do uh, because he's Jewish and because... <laughs> I don't know, but we, we both we both raced cars for a long time together, right? And so like Japanese cars and like the Fast and Furious, street racing, drifting, all that stuff, right? But I, I love Japanese culture. All my tattoos are Japanese except for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we wanted to do something along the lines of a raven, right? Like because in our logo, we have two stags and it's my family crest, basically. And Ben's always like, where, where am I, man? So I started this project without him knowing, right? And it was his family crest is a raven. Now, I wanted to bring something into the, to the business that had to do with Ben and pay tribute to him. So I, I started this project as like a, a gift for him. If like, right, yo, buddy, look what I did for you eventually, right? Hopefully. Um, it didn't get that far because <clears throat> I needed help. So I told him about it. <laughs> and he's like, this is awesome. Thank you. I'm like, okay, now you have to work on it with right. me, right? Like, right. I can't, I can't do it all by myself. So the Ace Band Raven is basically like, I will condense the story, right? We wanted to go with just the Raven, but everybody has like some sort of Raven cigar. So yeah. I'm like, okay, we have to be a little bit creative here. So to condense the story, the Ace Band Raven, uh, the Raven in like Asian culture generally means like, hey, pay attention. There's something that you need to pay attention to. And it's actually a three-legged Raven, mm-hmm. just to be clear. But they call it the eight span raven, actually eight span crow, but crow raven same same shit, and and so we we put this together because 
A, it symbolizes something that we both like have a connection to. B, it brings Ben in. And C, because we want people to focus on it, right? Like in, in the story, it's like if you see this bird, something in the future, something important mm -hmm. is happening. And that's what we feel like a cigar is, right? You're lighting mm -hmm. something important. This is an experience. This is something to spend time on, to focus on, to spend time with good people, good friends, yeah. family, whatever it is, and, and focus on. So, so this cigar is uh, made at Tabacalero William Ventura. It's blended by Weber Ventura. It's a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, which we paid an arm and a leg for <laughs> because it is not cheap stuff. And the cigars have been made actually for about a year already, maybe a year and a month, a year and two months or so. And by the time they actually hit the market, they will be probably almost a year and a half old, okay? That's because we've been waiting for boxes to be produced for that long. Oh. Wow. So we've had, the, we've had the cigar and everything. There's two limited editions of the cigar that are already planned and already ready. One of the limited editions is going to be 2,500 sticks of this cigar with two years of age on it. Wow. Okay. And the other limited edition is what you guys and I are smoking now. So this is the first time that anyone's seen the cigar, heard about the cigar. See, these guys all know secrets now that they're not supposed to know, <laughs> right? But, and I wanted to bring something like to say thank you and smoke with you guys and, and, and experience. So neither of you have experienced this yet. You'll be able to smoke this later, mm -hmm. but this is the limited edition version of it. Awesome. So that's what wow. it is. So this is the same cigar, obviously a completely different, completely different Vitola. Yeah, it's a really cool, like... Yeah, it's a great shape. Really cool size, really great smoke. Same blend, adjusted slightly for the size, sure, of, of course. course. Um, and we're going to make a super small production of these. You know, this this cigar is not a cheap cigar to make, right? I'll tell, I'll tell everyone now, we're not making millions of cigars a year or anything like that. Yeah. We're a true boutique. This is a true boutique. And um, Broadleaf is, like, the most expensive tobacco in the world, basically, right? Because Swisher Sweets buys basically all of it mm -hmm. okay. so you're you're paying premium this is usa premium connecticut okay. broadleaf this is uh because it's really starting very rich this is a so this this cigar was designed to like introduce you to retrohaling right because like the cigar nerds retrohale but not everyone does and and you know you guys have heard me say before if you're not retrohaling you're you're smoking you're doing it wrong, yeah. right? Like you're doing it wrong. And this cigar is designed almost exclusively to be retrohaled. The experience that it delivers is all around the retrohale. There's sweetness, there's creaminess, there's chocolate, there's a slight amount of underpinned spice, nothing too crazy. It's just a really wonderful, smooth cigar. Cool. So not, not to toot our own horn, but we had one of, <laughs> one of the best, right? We were Ventura. Yeah production manager at Davidoff for 20 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And his father, you know, basically helped Zeno Davidoff create Davidoff. So this is right. a family that knows their tobacco. Mm -hmm. Wow. I guess I didn't know that Will, I, I, William Ventura is not a name that I know inherently. So he worked at Davidoff for 20 years. So give me a little backstory on him. So William Ventura um, worked at Davidoff for a very long time. It wasn't Davidoff, it was Tabadon, which okay. is a factory that um, Hanky Kellner mm -hmm. started. Okay. Okay. Had nothing to do with Davidoff to begin with. Okay. 
Then Davidov, Zeno Davidov's like, hey, we need to play, play, make cigars, blah, 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 history. And it became the Davidov factory. So it's the same factory, but it's okay. known affectionately as Tabidum. That's what it started as. Okay. okay. William Ventura, Don William Ventura, started working there when he was young. Like most, most of them do, processing tobacco in the fields, things like that. And he went so far through the ranks that he was their blender, roller. And it got to the point, I, I mean, I've heard him tell the story where, he, where Zeno Davidoff said, you have to be at every event we do, and you have to stand next to me the whole time because without you, Davidoff wouldn't exist. So that's the, the significance and the relationship that this guy has. And actually, we're here at a Martinez event. Christian, the roller, was trained by William Ventura. Wow. Okay. Trained to roll, right? By William Ventura. So that this guy, this guy is crazy, right? So then he started to beckler William Ventura after a lot of other things happened. I don't mm -hmm. know the full family history. His son Weber started working at Davidoff also, went through production, became production manager, ended up in Switzerland doing like high level executive type stuff, and quit Davidoff and went to manage Tabacalera William Ventura with his brother Henderson Ventura, who is the owner of Adventura Cigars. Okay, so that's one, you know, one family very influential yeah. in the cigar industry in the Dominican Republic. And they are hyper-focused, they have a huge facility, and they, Tabacalera William Ventura produces cigars for Caldwell, for Room 101, for, I mean, the, the brands that come out, Jay London, the brands that come yeah. out of that factory, everyone knows. Right, they're not like some little mom and pop shop. Um, William Ventura, I'm just gonna tell one more tidbit, then I'll shut up, okay? William Ventura has created his own new boutique factory. So he owns Tobacco William Ventura, his sons run it. He started a new factory called El Maestro. It's a little boutique, and it actually just started showing up in the Luxury Cigars Club subscriptions. We're the only place in the country, in the world, actually, to sell his cigars. Mm -hmm. They just launched. And so this is, this is a factory that has already produced some cigars for Caldwell. Okay. They're producing their own line now, and it's from the master, El Maestro, yeah. the master. So, you know, we, we chose to go with them because of their integrity, because of their access to tobacco, because of the, you know, the history and the family. Sure. They know what they're doing. Sure. So, uh, you know, you already said, like, these cigars uh, that have two years of age on it. What were some of the challenges that you came across to get to this point to have them in our hand? The cigars were, were easy. <laughs> the boxes are the really? problem. Um, you know, we spent a lot of work on the bands yeah. for, for the Raven. Um, I, I mean, you guys have seen a lot of the bands. We want to do something artistic and classy, but still kind of unique and modern. Mm -hmm. And so actually the, the, the artist that we work with, um, his name's Corey Miller. Shout out Corey. Park Street, Park Street Studios. He's in Flagstaff, Arizona. Flagstaff slash Gilbert. And... Um, he uh, actually does all of the art for the Phoenix Suns. So you were talking about a jersey or yeah, uh, that yeah. you liked from them. Yeah, the 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 one the uh, the the valley, the the all black one with like the the sunset, the purple. The that, that's Corey. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, same guy. Jersey. Um, and he's awesome to work with, and, and they're eye catching. The boxes are crazy. I mean, yeah. we went over freaking board on the boxes. But this is this is a luxury luxury experience, right? This is not like a hey, smoke this every single day, which I would if I could. Yeah, right. right. But, you know, it's an expensive cigar. Not too expensive. I think they're going to be like 16 bucks. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Boxes of 10. Um, 
and the first batch will have significant age on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So get in early. So get that, yeah. get that batch. <laughs> now, is this going to be uh, just through your uh, through your website? Uh, this, you know, everything we do is going to be through us and through our preferred retailers. So yeah. anyone that's a preferred retail partner is going to be able to have access to this. This is a limited production cigar. We're only going to make 7,500 a year. And 2,500 of those we age. Okay. Right. So there'll only be 5,000 5, that'll be sold, sold every yeah, year. we're going to make it every year. Yeah. See, I did that math on, my, on the fly there. And, <laughs> um, and it's late. It's late. <laughs> uh, it's only 6 o'clock. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, it is the, the purple on this is beautiful. Yeah, it's a gorgeous band. It's a gorgeous the band. The cigar's great. It's not flashy, but it's rich and it's beautiful. Yeah, man. It's Thank nice. You. you did really. He did. Corey did great. Corey did great. Right. No, let's let's give the right credit because we don't want well, to take that, credit that, for someone else's work. Well, and that's what's <laughs> funny. You know, you and I were big F one fans, so we were just you know talking last night about stuff, and we started talking about like color schemes of like some of our favorite cars now and through history and everything. And I just brought it up of like because we were talking about like the colors of some things just seem to be off now, and I was like, you know what? It's kind of like I feel like it was through a publicity scheme to sell more jerseys and stuff but like like right now like the, the my favorite jersey is the i said the phoenix ones that says the valley and like oh dude that guy is the one who who does a lot of our artwork and you know does this and so it's just kind of serendipitous that yep. you know something that i find eye, eye peeling and catching like this is a hand in hand is now in your hand yeah, that, that, yeah. that's <laughs> kind of a way too small of a world yeah type of way thing, too but small <laughs> yeah because i know because it's i mean people Truly, like this wasn't like fabricated beforehand. Like I, I brought up like, dude, the, the Valley jersey. Like I don't wear basketball jerseys. I would wear one of those just because it's it's a sexy fucking is, jersey. Is it sleeveless? It is. I don't know if it's like a. I don't know if it's like a. Like a, I mean, you like you, you can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. No, it's like not the, <laughs> where I was going. I got. I got gunish. Gunish. Gun adjacent. Gun adjacent. I got some thirty eight specials. That, that'll work. Yeah. No, this uh you know, this this Vitola too is Yeah. No, I'm, this one I, I understand this is gonna be a limited edition, but this in particular, this size is really banging. I mean it's just this it's is really, really good. I'm interested to smoke the other one, which is a a classic Toro. Classic Toro. Right. Um, but this being su- such a short figurado, I don't know, torpedo maybe? I don't even know what I don't know size. what it is. It's like a neutered it, torpedo. Well, it's this, like a neutered torpedo. You know, it's funny okay. you talk about like, you know. <laughs> Petite torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you talk about the history of dealing with, with Davidoff and, and Zeno and everything. You know, uh, Zeno has one of those small, almost the same size of. Uh, it's I don't know what it's what it, which one it is, but it's the yellow. Is it like the Nicaragua? The yep, Zeno Nicaragua. Zeno, that it has that same that same shape and everything. Yeah. I cannot confirm or deny where these molds came from. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, we won't pressure yeah. you till we're off air. Um, and so, yeah, no, the size of this is great. And so the why don't you tell people if they're not familiar with where they can find you guys? LuxuryCigarClub.com. Yeah, I mean, just search for Luxury Cigar Club. You're gonna you're gonna find us. But these yep. are going to be available in in shops that also partner with you. So this could be available at West End. It could be available at West Conway. End. It could be available. I mean, any you know, I think we're at like 40 stores right now. But it's a pretty limited, you know, it's a pretty limited production size. So it's not going to be available in large quantities anywhere. anywhere right. No, we anticipate this to sell in the first week. Yeah, pretty pretty easily. 
um, especially since we've been hyping it for like a year now, right? Yeah, it feels <laughs> like I mean, yeah. this is the first time we have eyes on it, yeah, right? Like a lot of people have eyes on it, yeah. Um, well, and that's what I, you know, before we start recording, you know, the show that you, me, and Kevin were going to do in Austin back in October, we were going to do the the like I don't know if it was a was it pre release was, it was a, pre- a pre-release yeah, version of a this, pre-release yeah. of this and that's when I, I had to hightail it out of there real quick so I never got a chance so that's still been sitting in my humidor since then oh you still have it I still have it yeah that yeah. one's like a year and a half old yeah I haven't, I haven't smoked right. that one yet right once again he has cigars from the first <laughs> he luxury clock so box much. that he sh- you shipped him he tried to he tried to wiggle his way into a free I'm, box I know he did and I'm like you don't even what point smoke of that? the box that you have <laughs> right. I know and then you said well if you smoke it then I'll ship it to you hey the worst that somebody can say is no it's, it's right, always a no. But you're not going to smoke it. I didn't say no. I said I'll do it. This is, a, this is a relationship, Aaron. This is not a this is not a you thing. Yeah. This is an us thing. Oh, and it's like and I even said like on last week's show. You know, I smoked something from like this past December, and I I tagged you and I tagged some other people in it, and I was like, man, this was fucking amazing. And then like, oh, they're not around anymore. Like that's the that's the drawback of my conundrum that I, that I create. Well, there is create actually no conundrum that I create for myself. Oh. What's the upside to it? The fear of not getting any more. It's like asking it's a just, hoarder what the upside to it is. Right. No, it's just, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. He has newspapers from 1950. That's the upside. <laughs> I mean, what if he needs it? Yeah. Right. What if the zombie apocalypse happens? That's, that's what it is. No, but like, uh, you know, th- you, you touched on how this cigar is made to, to retrohale, and I definitely get that. You get the the flavor enhancer going going through that on the retro. I mean, it's almost like you have almost two cigars in, in, in one sitting. It, it really changes it, and I, it, it's really, really good. We, we worked on this for, for a while. I, I, they were not happy with us, I don't think. <laughs> so when, when, when did Ben come into the equation? Like, you know, you wanted to get something for him, so... Like how much of his, his of his fingerprint is on? This I had as the well? name and the blend. Okay. And I was like, dude, we got to get bands and boxes designed and all this stuff. And like, I want you to like how it looks. Also, not just like surprise, buddy. And he's uh-huh. like, oh, that looks like shit, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like we're putting significant dollars into it. So I'm like, here, bro, here it is. But you know, this is something that's that's near and dear to us. It's a retro hailing is important to us. Premium tobacco, premium production, great story, great everything. And that went into the cigar. It's been the cigar that we've probably put the most work into that we've that we've ever worked on. Um, and it's something that we plan on keeping around forever. And if no one buys them, I'll just smoke them all. How, how, do, you find, how do you find the happy medium between uh, blending something for you and blending something for the masses? Well, we've been pretty unshy of saying that everything that we sell are things that we like to smoke mm-hmm. you, you don't have to like them yeah that's we we're only going to sell things that we're willing to say hey we like this okay you know as far as blending for the masses you know it's not for everyone we're only making 7500 a year so that there's going to be 5000 people that like it right i mean yeah. there's got to be so we don't have to hit we don't have to hit the masses i don't think you can ever blend something for the masses i think you have to have a line if you're a cigar company or in the industry or thinking about starting your own cigar brand you have to have a, a, a line that's full of variety that's how you have more customers right mm-hmm. you have to have variety in it um that's not what this is really designed for this is a, a just a personal love affair of a cigar so when when, when you start uh start a new project 
do you have certain criteria you want to meet for yourself? Like I want something on the back end, something on the front end, or <laughs> we you, you give us too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think every single project that we have been involved in or started has happened very, very naturally. Um, there's no plan. Like the, the J. London pyramid is, right? Uh-huh. We sit down in Weber Ventura's office because that's where J. London makes his cigars. And he hands me a cigar. Jonathan does. Jonathan London for J. London. Isn't it, this last name's not London. Wow. Jonathan Fiant <laughs> from J. London hands me a cigar and he's like, hey, try that. And I hold it in my hand. And I say, well, take it. He's like, I, that's what I thought you'd say. He's like, but smoke it first. And I smoked it. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking in love with the shape. I'm in love with the flavor. I'm in love with everything. I'm yeah. like, we'll take it, right? I, I never went to Jonathan and say, hey, we want to do a luxury cigar club to be exclusive or anything like that, right? These are all things that happen naturally. There's a, there's this, this is the most planned out one, but there was a reason for it. And all the pieces fell into place, right? Because everyone was saying, hey, Broadleaf's really hard to get. And I'm like, I don't care how hard it is to get that's that's what we want we yeah. want a broadleaf stick and so there's not a lot of planning that goes into into it you know it's like if the relationship is good if the vibe with the manufacturer or with the brand is good we we start looking and if we love the blend so it, what, what what made you choose broadleaf for this is that ben's favorite wrapper or just it, it filled in um with something you wanted to do so like Sweet wrappers, you have Broadleaf, you have Mexican San Andreas, and you have uh, Crow 98. Mm -hmm. Those are really like the sweet wrapper market. Um, Broadleaf is a more rare product, and so we chose the the one that was harder to get, stupidly. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have the the color, right? Because we had, I had some colors in mind and some contrasts, and the dark Broadleaf wrapper is, is what it is. You know, there's there's two kinds of broadleaf wrappers. There's like a light version and a dark version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the lighter version of the two, just flavor, oil content, things like that. Yeah, that and that's what I was looking at. You know, looking through, it has it has just that that nice sheen to it and a, a little bit of veininess to it. It's, it's a beautiful wrapper. Yeah, it's it is. It's I really was just nice. holding up the one we're smoking versus the one Steve's smoking, mm. and they're both. I mean, they're rich wrapper colors i mean they're not they're not i mean they're i don't know that they're not dark dark no they're they're not dark dark i mean you can artificially darken wrapper right yeah. like a lot of different ways you but can these paint are it, really you can rich make looking. It, you can but like we i don't want to treat the wrapper to change the look I, no. you know i wanted a dark wrapper we wanted sweet creamy vanilla earthy notes and so you know there's a few places that you go in wrapper for that and then the blend has been tweaked a lot to get it to get it right where it is. I'm not gonna say what it is yet. This one, you gotta, you gotta tease it a little. Are bit. you ready now? <laughs> <laughs> no. How many? How many? Uh, how many variations until you got You're going to this? Twelve. Twelve. Huh? Yeah, because we last year when you came in, you gave us the original version of the. Viva La Vida, or a earlier version of the Viva La Vida <laughs> Ancero, which, for the record, kicked my ass. I warned you. I know. Which, and which, to me, right. was... No, you said, this is going to kick your ass, and then it kicked my amazing. ass. amazing. And loved he loved it. it. And I, it just, it was, it, I, I liked, it was, it, was, it was like a cool one-off smoke, and I said, that's why I love the current Viva La Vida Lancero, which is such a great smoke. 
um, because it was a little too much for me. Oh, me too. I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> that that was the cigar for like after last night. You wanted a meaty cigar that goes Fuck. with the uh, the, the So me- tomorrow the night after four days of five cigars in a row, <laughs> six cigars. I mean, you'll taste it at least, right? Yeah, I, no, you would taste, taste it, right. I, yeah. I remember like I handed them out and everybody's like, oh, that's fine. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's eat first. Right. <laughs> let's right. let's get some food in us first. Yeah. yeah. They're like, okay. And yeah. everybody's like, dude. For the record, <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't actually, that wasn't enough, right? Yeah. I well, should, I, should. I tried my hardest. No, well, it was, but it was great. It was like really, it was like smoking a unicorn. Like, I mean, that's his, it's history, right? right. Like, yeah. no, it was, they don't exist. It was They're, special. I had like the bundle and a half in the humidor. I'm like, this that is was cool. fun. Right. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's what's cool. So, you know, last January is when you were here for the first time. And, you know, and you and I were talking, you know, off to the side. And you were showing me what you were working on at the time, which ended up being the Choshi. Oh, yeah. And and just seeing how that has, you know, come into our shop. And it's sold amazingly. And I think it made a bunch of top ten lists that we went over through our show. I think it was like my, my number f- three or four or five. Wow. It, was, it was high up there. Thank you. Um, and it was just fucking spectacular all the way through. And you realize Rocky Patel was number one, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> well, they were, they were in they were in the list, but they were sitting at the at the number ten spot. Oh, so. they were number ten. Yeah, so oh, the Chochi's very Chochi is very very good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you. so yeah, just seeing you know just in that fourteen month span from I'm just from then from, yeah from then to now, and I know you like again you know in October you and I talked about you know this cigar, and just seeing it now in you know in form is just the you know the, the the pride that imagine they have to feel to see something you've been working on come to fruition so this is the one you said the pre-release hadn't been in the form the pre-release so was like loose. down and dirty yeah. rolls because this is a I mean, I mean this is tight right I, mean, I shouldn't say tight but this is like now I will tell you when you're rolling cigars, and I'm not a master by any stretch. Or Neither even, is Aaron. We proved that tonight. We found that tonight, yeah. Yo, well, he re-rolled mine, just so you know. Okay, he took the wrapper off and put a new one on it. Right? Yeah, he, he was like, here's mine. I was like, god damn, nice. <laughs> it was mine, just not. Oh my. This cigar was blended very specifically to hit a flavor profile. It's a, a very heavy oil cigar, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. is not full of the best combination of combustion. So when you're rolling or blending cigars, there's a few things that are important. Flavor, construction, combustibility. Making sure that the cigar burns evenly. It burns properly. This is, a, this is not the cleanest burning cigar in the market. It's not even on the market, so there's <laughs> right, that. Right. But this will not be the cleanest burning cigar, and we know that. But we wanted something that tasted very specific. And every time we got the combustion right, we lost the flavor that we you wanted. lost something for it, yeah. That's interesting. And so instead of going through another 40 revisions, which probably would be the right thing to do, we're like, this is pretty, pretty good, right? Like, this is good enough for, for, like, us. And so we'll just go with this. Mine's burning well. They actually burn better in this format, which is yeah. shocking to me. His is actually doing pretty good. Yeah, I haven't had any issues. So I'm just saying, I've smoked a decent amount of these. They don't all burn perfect. I wish that that wasn't the case, but I'm just going to be open and honest. Right? But, um, but if you had to lose one, that's the one that, you know, take, take away. Yeah, I want don't it to ever taste, lose yeah. taste. I want it to taste right, <laughs> right? right? Like, you have to touch it up every now and then. Okay, sorry. Yeah, like, you're I mean, gonna... it's, it's kind of like, you know, I, my absolute favorite is Lanceros. 
Yeah, you know, they're, rely on those all the time. They're a bitch to work with. It's just one of those things. You, I, it's going to suck sometimes, but it's yep. it, the the outcome and the in the end product. I'm, yep. I'm totally what, fine that's with. What, that's what it was. So we have another project that we're working on. You guys want to hear about that, or hey, should I just shut up? Hey, or no. Do we want to ask these guys if they're liking it? So oh, far, are you guys are you guys liking it? Okay, because they've all been like quieter than they've been all Who's fucking like fucking it? church mouse over there. Yeah, just like it's. <laughs> I look right at Tony. Who's <laughs> not <laughs> like <laughs> it? Right. right? No, that was a good call on your part. You guys like it? Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, like huh? see Kevin's like that. That that's like a like straight I razor's see, edge right yeah, there. I see so. Pretty good burns. So Zach's maybe is. I'm more critical than uh, yeah, of myself. Well, and that's the thing. We're always a we we see we stuff. see the like the. I'm a woodworker. I see the shit nobody else sees, but that's what it is. It's yeah. it's a blessing and a well, curse. I am a cigar smoker, so yeah. I see it. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> it's like, like for a lot of people, the cigar I rolled fucking amazing. To me, it was a fucking lot of amazing. people. For a lot of people, I want to see that list. <laughs> I have smoked worse cigars, like looking wise, than the one I rolled a, a couple hours ago. Yeah. I'd like to see that list as well. <laughs> it's probably rocking we're, we're asking for an audit. <laughs> right. I'd like a forensic audit of both of those lists. So just like me saying I might be a savant at golf, and I said, you know what? I work with my hands. I can roll a cigar. I will take that. I, I'm not that good either. No, so. you were great at golf. You were a <laughs> whoa, great whoa, putter. Whoa. Great putter. Slow Nobody down, was here who saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a story here. He said, so he came back to me. And uh, he was saying, he said, they played golf. First the round first that he played. first time he's ever played. Okay. Right. So we went and hit balls together, and he, he, he did pretty I good first round. I was, I was bad off the off No, the range. but you got better. You did okay. But golf's on, hard. But on the green, I was So I was he went and played shots. golf, yeah? and he tells yeah. me I putted great. And so then I went and asked the people he played with, did he putt great? He was better than I expected. And his translation is that he was great. I hit two 35-footers. And I hit a couple, like, 16. But the question I have that I'm wondering if anyone asked, how much mini golf have you played? I've played a lot of mini golf. See? So <laughs> he's he's not that good. He's just had a lot of practice. <laughs> okay, that's, those okay. are different so things. But do, metric there. Does, but doesn't that correlate to being good as a lot of practice? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I practice at a lot of stuff that I'm not good at. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so let's tease. Let's tease some other stuff. We, yeah, you, let's you, hear we, always, we always seem to have some little nuggets of of teasing whenever you're on the show because so we love else. you guys we love you uh, i mean that's right true. like you know we're we just do. we're just shooting the shit here no one's recording this or anything right? <laughs> right. it's forever no. yes. oh, shit. <laughs> so yeah. i have to be really like cryptic political about this because there is some legal repercussions around some of this um so we're working with a factory in the dominican republic okay. to produce a cigar this will be another limited production. Um, well, actually, I'm going to give you guys a choice of secret shit. Okay. okay. You okay. can have one or the other, um, but you can't have both. Okay. You can have a Matt Booth secret, or you can have an unnamed uh, character secret. I'll let Aaron choose. Let's go. Or should we let them choose? We let them choose. Aaron has a, Aaron has a choice. I'm going to go unnamed. Okay. That surprises me. Okay. <laughs> so we're working at a factory called Diaz y Cabrera. Diaz and Cabrera in the Dominican Republic. This factory is brand new. Okay. 
I'm not allowed to say who the blender is, but anyone with some Google skills will be able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Steve just figured it out. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought he did. He had that luck. And we have already produced, they're already rolled, a limited production run of cigars there. Okay. 5,000 sticks only. Very simple packaging, very simple branding, very opposite of what we're doing because we're paying tribute to a master with the cigar, like okay. a, a big master with the cigar. And um, the cigars are ready. We're waiting on boxes to be made. So we know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. The bands are not even designed 100% yet, but we. this is the first cigar to ever come out of this factory. Badass. All right. Okay. That's cool. I can't tell you more, but if you Google some stuff, you'll be able to figure, yeah, it, figure out. it out. <laughs> so probably several months because boxes and all that stuff. No, because I call my buddy Bobby, Judgy Bobby. You guys know Crazy Bobby, Uncle Bob. Judgy Bobby Cigars. He's uh-huh. a Dutch guy. He lives uh, d- in the Dominican Republic. Everybody knows him and everybody. He's like the guy with the face on the cigar, right? Like his face. Okay. Oh, Oh yeah. The, okay, I do. Yep, I know okay. the cigar you're talking about. He has a box factory in the Dominican Republic. I'm like, Bobby, make me some boxes. No. Bob, come on, man. He's like, are they simple? Yes. Are they all wood? Yes. Okay, I'll make them. All right. So he's gonna he's gonna slide those into his box factory for us. So we'll have the boxes faster than we we are into I, maybe like six months or so max. Oh, nice. Have it. Yeah, it's. I know those cigars. Those his cigars, the Savi Bobby's. Judgy. Judgy. Yeah, it's like Armenian for uncle. Really, those are really good cigars. For they're great and they're super cheap. (laughs) I know. I feel bad, like because you order them and you go, "Wow, I should order more of these." He's a he's a cool guy, man. Is he? Okay. Amazing guy. That for some reason you need him on this. Yeah, on this podcast. Because it's fucking crazy. That guy's fucking crazy. I like crazy. He's a Dutch dude that lives in the Dominican Republic. Had a few box factories. He used to make boxes for Arturo Fuente. I mean, he was a box factory. He knows everybody. I'm like, hey, Bob, we need to go here. He's like, no problem. He he just walks into everybody's factory and treats it like it's his home, man. He's like, you want a cigar? I'll get you a cigar. It's like, what the (laughs) hell is happening here, man? Pays to be the man. Yeah. (laughs) He's an amazing guy. Because boxes is one of those things that people don't talk about in the whole supply chain thing that has become a problem. Well, it seems to be like, uh, I know like a couple of our other friends, you know, it seems to be the hinge is what's really holding up a lot of stuff. And even in my line of work, the wood is fine, but it's always that fucking hinge. I heard it was the glass. Well, the glass too. But uh, but the uh, but the hinge is what's is holding up a lot of products on, on stuff. But uh yeah, so, so our, our, our Raven boxes were like a paint color issue. Uh-huh. Like they could not get the paint right. That I, we had to go down there and like sit down with them and like, let's just fix this problem. Because they have the wood. They had the hinges. They had, I'm like, but every, you know, the paint. I'm like, this is not purple, man. This mm-hmm. is pink. Yeah. He's like, That's- no, but like, what? I'm like, you have the Pantones. You have the bands. What, like, do you, well, what do you not see? He's like, well, what do you, well, I don't know what else to do. And I'm like looking through his like box, you know, archive. And I'm like, see this box, this color, that is the color. He's like, oh, we can do that. Yeah, you did. I'm you like, can. yes, I can see that. 
Empirical data says yes. <laughs> get some blue, get some red. There you go. There's your. So there's sometimes your you know working with a country like that, which is an amazing place. I love the people. I love everything that happens there. But it's a it's a unique lifestyle. You know, it's very yeah. much island time is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you uh, you know just in the past I guess six months or so that we've had you on, you've had a few limited releases that we've had. Uh, you had the the, the Choshi. You've you've also had the the uh, the Johnny Tobacconot, the second like Johnny Tobacconot. Chapter one. Chapter one. Jonathan P. Tobacconaut. Yeah. So how, how has that been, uh, you know, you know how, how has that been on your side of just because, you know, I've, the Johnny is my favorite cigar. I think, Steve, that was your. Yeah, your, the original. Yeah. The OG was your favorite. You know, this isn't that one, but it's just now it's the new, the new chapter of everything. But so in that six month span of having two awesome cigars come out, what has been, what, what has that been like on your side? I mean, it's, it's, it's really, like, humbling, right, to be able to work with someone like Matt Booth on, on this kind of level because he doesn't need us to sell Johnny Tobacconaut. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone in the world can nod their head and totally agree with that, right? right. He could sell it just fine on his own, mm-hmm. probably faster than us even. But it goes, like, one of the things that's really important to Luxury Cigar Club, to Ben, to myself, and to, you know, everyone that works for us is, is the relationships that we build in the industry and, and trying to do something whenever we're doing something that benefits everyone. The people that are smoking the cigar, the people that are making the cigar, the hands that are picking the tobacco in the field, that, that benefits the whole process. Because without paying tribute to the whole process, you're abusing what you have this this amazing thing that you get to enjoy with your friends or your family it, you know oh it's 16 bucks it's too expensive i'm like if you go see how these cigars are made you're gonna be like this is cheap you know what i mean like yeah. the work and effort and energy and love and passion goes into it and when we asked matt like hey can we have johnny tobacco not we we're like he's gonna say no mm-hmm. he's like yeah i'll do that and we're like what <laughs> you know we're like what and he's like, look, I like you guys, so let's see what we can do. And, that, and that's, that's what it is. And, and for us to go like, holy shit, our warehouse is full of Johnny Tobacconaut, and everybody wants it, and we have it. We're like, I mean, you know, it's just like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else you say. Holy shit. Yeah, it's a kid in a candy store. It's, it's just, just like, this is, we're, we're, we're humbled, man. Like, hashtag blessed, no yeah. lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like I told Steve, you know, after I got done wrapping that uh, amazing looking cigar that I did, yeah. uh, I will never it's not, beautiful. I will never, I will never take that shit for granted ever again. Yeah. Like not once. Like, I mean, in some of these factories, they do 800 a day. Yeah. Like a pair does 800 a day. Yeah. I can do a super limited release of like three. Three? Yeah, man. That's 80 <laughs> bucks each. Super limited. <laughs> collector's pieces, not for consumption. <laughs> not <laughs> for def- consumption. Definitely for not collector's for consumption. Editions. If you're yeah. looking for that co- cowboy roll, I got you covered. We call it rustic. <laughs> the rustic look, right? Like, right? Like interior designers were like, let's uh-huh. just put barnwood in there and call it rustic. But, and we mentioned it. That Chochi appeared on Aaron's list, but it appeared on other people's lists too. It wasn't just that. So, did I mean, I'm sure it didn't surprise you, but you guys got a lot of recognition for that cigar. That cigar has really taken off. I mean, so, like, we can't take any, any credit, really, right? Like, all we did was ask the right questions at the right times and have the right relationships. We, we got the Viva La Vida from Billy and Gus at Artisano de Tobacco, 
We clawed it from their grasp. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't trust us at all when we first started. They're like, listen, if you screw us, we signed a contract, all kinds of shit, right? Like, we do. We're going to be good to you. We promise, you know? And after a lot of development of that relationship, they're like, we love you guys, your family, anything you need. I'm like, actually, we do need something. Can we have the Viva La Vida Lancer? And they're like, okay. And every time I talk to Billy, he's like, you have no idea how many people want this. I'm like, well, they can buy it from us. He's like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm like, yeah, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. But thank you. And he's like, but it's yours. We love you guys. And, And so after, you know, a long run with the Viva La Vida, we're like rude man love it we're like listen billy and gus we want to do something with you but we want to do something that's ours with you not that's like yours and they're like anything you want what do you want so we said a good cigar he's like well it's going to come from aj fernandez we said okay deal sample showed up and the only involvement we had was picking the artwork and saying we liked it and we didn't like it like, this is our concept. If you can do it, great. And AJ fucking nailed it, right? He nailed it. He got exactly what we wanted. But it was the relationship that Billy and Gus had with AJ Fernandez that brought this together. It's an artisanal Del Tobacco co-blended product mm-hmm. that AJ was in control of. I mean, like, you know, it's not us, right? Like, we're the smallest piece of this puzzle. They did all the heavy lifting. We just paid for it and named it. Like it's most a, of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really good cigar. Yeah. No, it's, it's everybody who I turned it on to, I mean, automatically fell in love with it. And, and we sold out quickly. And I, it's like, a, like I said, it made my list and it made a bunch of other people's lists who we talked about and people who we didn't talk about. It was, it was on, it was on a lot of people's. And that is a regular production cigar. I mean, it's produced in smaller volumes, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a regular production yeah. cigar. We, we're going to keep making it for, for as long as people keep smoking it. I smoke a, I smoke a shitload of it. Yeah. And one of the things that was really important to us on the Choshi, we were like, listen, we want like a $12 cigar. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to have to compromise on tobacco and things like that. And Billy calls me one day. He's like, listen, I got you guys the best tobacco AJ has. And I'm like, come on, man. Everybody says that, right? And then I, I open, like, the samples. And I'm like, yo, this is, like, gorgeous. I mean, yeah. they're impeccable cigars. Yeah, yeah. velvety, I mean, really Impeccable pretty. leaf. I'm like, this is actually really good leaf. Like, really good leaf. So it's just an amazing project. Maybe there's another size coming. Maybe there's not. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Tease. Tease. So, like, so, you know, we've all gathered here in Little Rock for, you know, Martinez event and then also the LCC meetup that we've done, uh, you know, throughout the U.S. in a couple of different places in the past couple of years. You know, with you joining us, again, appreciate it. It means a lot to, means a lot to, to, us. to us, but also the people who've, you know, come from all over the U.S. You know, we have New York, you know, Chicago, you all in, in Arizona, uh, Texas. I mean, so what, you know... What does this community mean to you? You know, for us, the reason we come here, these guys are our customers already, mm-hmm. whether we're here or not, right? It doesn't matter that we're here. This, this just costs us a bunch of money. It, it, you know, but it's, this is why we do it, right? The, 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 the core concept of a cigar is, you know, an hour, hour and a half, two hours of sitting down and enjoying life. And, and it's really hard to enjoy life without the people that you love around you. And that's what 
the cigar has always been for Ben and I, and that's this is our extended family. So to us, this is everything. This is everything. The community is absolutely everything. We build these cigars for you. We do, we, you guys put these events together that we come to, you know, for you guys. We, the boxes are for you, the, the discounts, the shipping charges that we eat every day. Are, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everything we do is so that you guys can get together and laugh and joke and have fun and flip me off and smoke <laughs> cigars. And this could happen without cigars, but yeah. this community would not exist without them. Right. And, and you know, it, you know, the discord is something that Mark and I talk about all the time on yeah. the show and everything. And it's, you know, you can, I, I could even argue this, the cigars come second. The, the cigars are the byproduct of the, of the, the family atmosphere that has been created, but because of this, but you know, you could go, you can go on the, on the herf anytime and not fucking smoke anything. And you're still part of it. I mean, and that's what it's about, right? Like the cigar started it, the family, the community grew and, and it continues to grow and we want it to keep growing. So if you're a member of luxury cigar club and you're not on the discord, yeah, get on the discord, mm-hmm. get on the discord, but you're, you're right. I mean, you can you can cry on there, you can laugh on there, you can't be naked on there, right? Um, Rules are you can do <laughs> basically yes. mostly anything else, right? There's like three rules; they're not very extreme either. I don't think, right? Kind of self-explanatory. And, and for us, you know, like I remember when we started the Discord, we're like, "Oh, this is gonna be great," and it sucked. You know, there was like Slow. three dudes there, right? Like, and some of them were like, "Yo." What's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then it just kind of started to grow. And then you, then like community pillars were established. Kevin, one of our longest standing luxury cigar club members, Discord pillar, right? Johnny, he's, an, he's a newer guy, actually, right? Zach, newer guy. Steven, actually kind of a newer guy. Right. But these, these guys are pillars. Nigel, I mean, they've all been on your podcast. All these pillars that we're talking about. And they're welcoming. They're warm. And we want these events to continue to happen and to get bigger and crazier and wilder. And I mean, we had like 50 people in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of these meetups, it's not ones that are being facilitated by you. It's, 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 it's the, it's the users. It's the, it's right. the people who are part of this that are saying, Hey, let's get a meet together in March. Where do like, what's available? Luxury Cigar Club could be de- deleted off the planet. The Discord could disappear tomorrow, and every single one of you could still talk to each other and be here. You don't need Luxury Cigar Club, right? It's just that, that's just the, the the camp that you pinch, pitched your tent in, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's a terrible <laughs> fucking mic. Right, I mean, that wasn't a great choice. <laughs> put, put words in my mouth, man. I don't know. You know, it's the wagon you hitched your we hitched our wagon to. Yeah, it's the shit that you guys buy and <laughs> come here. I, you know, whatever, man. It's, you know, and and we strive really hard to provide something that's unique and dynamic, and you know, hopefully it works. Yeah, it does, and it does, and it, it will continue to to do that. So let's touch a little on um, the change in kind of the boutique cigar industry since you guys have have come about. What change? It's, it's very different now. Um, how long have you guys been in? So we'll be celebrating four years in September. So the last four years, we've had a lot go on, the FDA stuff. Um, you guys have really come out on the market in full force. I, I mean, I see your boxes in every store we go into now. So, um, 
right place, right time? Or are you only yeah. going to two stores? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was a rep, so okay. I've been in a lot, but yeah. It, it has changed a lot since you guys have, have really introduced yourselves. How, how, like, detailed do you want me to get? No, okay, you? no this is a good topic. Well, no, let's, let's do this. Kind of kind of wrap up the same question. Talk about the cigar that was in this month's Platinum, the, the Politico. Okay, so El Politico. Well, I mean, this is, like, two different questions, man. Come on. Well, We're I can ask a third question if you okay. want. Okay. No, Let's no, just no, fucking no, no, confuse me. <laughs> no, no, no. These two questions. So, like, the, the boutique industry. First of all, El Politico is an amazing cigar. This is going to be a fast commercial. Ace Prime Cigars, right? Pichardo, Factory, mm-hmm. Nicaragua, Luciano, Morales, Morales. Sorry, Luciano. Can't say your last name. Um, he did the Fiat Lux. He did the Sargent. He does some Crown Heads work. This is a, a cigar in conjunction with the PCA. 50 cents of every cigar goes to the PCA to help support the fight in in uh, wherever laws are made, Washington, D.C. Um, Generally. Uh, you know, against, it's like anti-tobacco legislation support type stuff, right? And, and so it's an amazing Mexican San Andreas cigar. In Luxury Cigar Club, before anyone else, go check it out. Really good. Supports a really good cause, especially if you want cigars to be legal for a long time. Mm. These guys are the one, these guys are like the NRA of tobacco yep. with less free shit. Less free shit. <laughs> okay. So I want them to keep cigars free. So by El Politico, every, every, every cigar, 50 cents, goes to PCA. Right. So that's, that's an amazing cigar. Actually, I actually have a YouTube video where I talk about it in much more depth. So go watch that. Go watch that. Yeah. Luxury Cigar Club on YouTube. Yeah. So, okay. So the, the industry has changed in a lot of ways, right? Like COVID was a huge, huge thing. And I don't know if it applies to just the boutique industry or just the industry in general. Right. But a lot of brick and mortar shops had to like, you know, change or die. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so you saw online and subscriptions and, you know, non-person to person access to tobacco skyrocket. You also saw people smoke way more cigars a day because they're sitting at home, they're working from home. I'm going to smoke all day long. Yeah. And we really thought we would see a die off once like things started, but it hasn't. Mm-hmm. It's still growing, right? Like the U.S. imported more cigars in 2021 than ever in a single year, right? So record year for cigar imports. People are more people are smoking. More things are coming onto the market. What I have seen change specifically, and we've actually had a few conversations around like the shop today about this with various people, is the way the cigars are marketed and the way that the product is produced. And so it's up to you guys if we talk about the marketing thing because there's some perspective there. But when I talk about the way the product is produced, you have a lot of new boutiques producing limited editions in very high succession, right? Mm -hmm. Rapid, boom, limited edition, limited edition. And I find it to be a very dangerous thing for the cigar industry because you get a lot of guys, new cigar, guys and gals, I should say, a lot of women smoking now, but you get a lot of new cigar smokers coming in for the new thing, not the good thing. Mm -hmm. Because new doesn't mean good. We all know that, right? Limited edition does not equal good. It just means that they didn't make very many of them. And so you have a lot of heritage companies like Arturo Fuente, Davidoff, you have Padron, you have my father, you have, you know, Rocky Patel, all these companies that have been around for a really long time. They produce limited editions, but they have a significant and massive core line following to support that limited edition. The limited edition was designed 
to help the brick and mortar store, to help the retailer move their product, right? Like, hey, buy this, get this special cigar. And you get that, right? You guys all worked in the industry somehow. You had a shop, you work at a shop, you were a rep. Everyone, or you work at a shop and were a rep. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you all get that, right? Yeah. Like, it, and some of them are freaking amazing, but you have new companies coming on the market that have been there for like a year. And they're like, oh, we have this limited edition coming. And we have this limited edition coming and there's no investment being made in the core line product. And the core line product is what keeps the company around. And the worst thing in the world is to fall in love with a company and then have it disappear yeah. for me, right? Like, I love this cigar. I cannot buy it ever again. Like you, you had that with one of our boxes. That's yeah. your fault though. <laughs> Not anyone else's You're right. So that, that's the biggest change that I've seen. And there's a lot of new companies coming out of the market that are trying to take advantage of the cigar boom. And when you have that many new players, there's not that many cigar masters. There's not that many master blenders. There's not that many master rollers. There's not that many rollers to support this elevated demand. So you have, you know, economics come into play, right? You either keep quality high, which demand stays high. What happens? Prices go up. Yeah. Or you mass produce and mass production always equals lower quality. Yep. Prices stay good, but you know, I, I don't know if you've ever bought like a freaking Walmart brand toaster. It doesn't last very long. Yeah, You know what I mean? And so that's kind of the dynamic that we have at play here. I'm not an ec economist. Yeah, yes. I'm not one of those. I'm not a cigar <laughs> master. We've only been in the industry for a little bit, but we do live and breathe this stuff. And, and those are the risks. And the consumer has a lot of ownership on this right because if you just hunt limited editions you're not supporting the core portfolio of the brand you're not supporting what makes the business work and your brand might disappear or they'll keep creating limited edition after limited edition we know there's companies that do this right mm -hmm. and what percentage of them are good i mean just tell me 10 percent. 10 percent. right that's brutal <laughs> i don't i think yeah. it's better than that but 12%. <laughs> but it's not something that they it's spent. Not 90%. You don't spend a year on releasing a cigar that you're going to do once. Right. And you, then you make it as fast as you can, as cheap as you can. Right. And get it out. Yeah. You're only doing it once. Yeah. When you have a, a brand that ha has a lifespan of 10 years or 20 years, you invest a lot of money into that brand. And yep. it has to be good, which, which puts a lot of responsibility on the manufacturer. Look how much money we put to make this brand good. It has to be good. Whereas we're going to make it once. It could be good. It could be okay. It doesn't it matter if it's not good. It's going to yeah. sell. It's yeah. going to sell. I always joke that I can sell the first. I could sell the first three boxes off my shelf of a dog turd wrapped in a wrapper because people will buy the first because it's new. Absolutely. Shiny box on the on the <laughs> shelf. And then the question really is, can you sell box four through six? And then more importantly for you, can you sell box seven through 20? I mean, this, the second cigar is the one that matters, right? right. You yep. sell it the first time. It looks cool. It smelled good. Someone told you it was good. But if you sell it a second time, okay. You're right. And now you have a customer, right? right. And, exactly. And and so that that's, that's the risk I see about these boutiques. I mean, they are coming from everywhere and we get a lot of samples in the mail mm -hmm. and a lot of those samples end up in the trash 
and they're like, hey, how'd you like our cigar? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, we'll, we'll talk in a year. Or it's like, hey, where do you make it? Oh, we don't talk about that. No, thank you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know the name yeah. of the guy that's making your cigar. Well, why does it matter? Uh, it matters. Yeah. Why are you asking me? It, right. it fucking matters, man. Yeah. Like, it really matters because there's not, like, just a million people that learn this knowledge. This is all generational knowledge from five generations ago passed down to now not something that you can just go accumulate in yeah. six years you know right. it doesn't doesn't happen or a year right. or a year or less well, that's Great. the reason i asked the question is because we talked about this a couple episodes ago i don't remember which one but like the boutique industry and and so many of the the limited editions and and it's changed so much over the years and you guys are creating a different model to provide for the retailer a completely different experience on that, right? You're not having to buy from, you know, Joe Blow that decided to go buy wrapper leaf in the middle of nowhere, right? You guys are using legit factories and, and blenders, and, and it's it's created a whole new genre of, of how we buy cigars as a consumer. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, you know, we want to release new product, and what, what makes it easy for us is we're not a cigar brand right. that has this line of cigars that they have to grow and build. We're like cigar whores, right? Like right. we work with everyone. Mm -hmm. So we can bring high quality product in fairly rapid succession. I mean, we're not doing two or three a month or one a month even, right? right. It's like one here, a few months, another one. Sometimes it's a little more dense. Sometimes it's a little more spread out. But we can go and say, hey, we have a great relationship with you. Can you work with us on a project? Hey, we have a great relationship with you. Can you work with us on a project? And, you know, a lot of the projects we have are just blends that already exist in an exclusive size which is not a new concept right that happens but it's a way of guaranteeing high quality going to you know the venturas to make this there's no there's no question mark like do you really know what you're talking about right. yes you know what you're talking about right are you selling me snake oil no you're selling me what you say you're going to sell me and and so that's what allows us to do stuff like this and um I love it. It's exhausting, but I love it. Well, and from a, a larger manufacturer standpoint, it, it makes them step their game up too, right? Because they can't release six cigars and one maybe is halfway decent and the rest of them are just shit, right? No. So it, it, I think it's a really great thing for the industry the way you guys have modeled your business. Yeah. Well, thank you. We got I, lucky. I think, there's, I think the, there's two sides of the boutique industry, and I think we could talk about the marketing if you... And, and, th and that's fine. I think there's a lot of boutiques that are challenging and they're, um, you know, they're, that are challenging the big guys and saying, listen, we're going to put out high quality cigars. We're going to do things maybe not on the scale you are, but we're going to put out high quality stuff. And if you don't, if you don't continue to do your job well, we're going to step into your void um, and you're going to have problems. You're, you're absolutely, I mean, like nail on the head. The artisans are in the boutiques. Right. Right. So the boutique movement is the forefront of any like genre of yep. product or art or music. The, the fringe is always the cutting edge and becomes eventually the norm. And then the fringe moves on. One of the problems with big cigar companies, not knocking anyone, but they're very corporate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And creativity doesn't happen in a corporate environment. Nope. Mark knows. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> and, and, and so you see big names, like the one I'm not allowed to talk about, leaving huge companies, like the one I'm not allowed to talk about, and starting their own boutiques. Right. They Be can do smaller, higher quality projects. But that's a boutique. 
There's also guys that are selling Gucci on the side of the street for $8. That's not a Gucci boutique. Yeah. Right. And, and you have cigar manufacturers that, are doing, that, that. are doing that, right? Like, I've been to some cigar factories. I'm using air quotes for those of you that are listening. <laughs> um, that are, like, literally in people's homes. Right. I'm like... They're rebanding. This is not a cigar factory. Right. You know, everything here smells like ammonia. Everything tastes like ammonia. I think we're going to pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. We know what, this guy worked here and this guy worked here. It's like, cool. But it doesn't taste like that. Right. Yeah. You know? You know, let's touch on something that I was just thinking of. You know, you talk about during the, you know, the, the pandemic and everything where it kind of, this brought in more the culture. People were able to enjoy cigars more. Do you feel like the newers, the, the newer cigar people, kind of gravitated more towards that boutique side as opposed to the 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 ones that's been around for a hundred years or so? Has that has that pendulum swing to you know people are looking for that more boutique side as opposed to the, the 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 bigger names out there? I think like the modern consumer, the younger consumer is is if we're not at the max of the pendulum swinging towards boutique, we're getting, we're approaching it. Mm -hmm. And it's the way that marketing is happening. The yep. older companies are not marketing to newer customers from my perspective, right? That's, that's not true. A hundred percent. La Polina is doing a really good job with their kill bill series mm -hmm. at marketing towards a newer consumer. But La Polina is an old old yeah old company right um so so there are companies that are getting it that are figuring out the boutiques just can move faster right they are more relevant and things like that so i think the modern consumer's job and, and responsibility is to when you every dollar you spend you're voting for that company in in a way right and so start voting for the companies start spending dollars with the companies that you believe in their their vision you believe in the direction you believe in their quality you believe in in what they're doing for the industry because you know it doesn't take a lot yeah. to paint a target on this industry's back yeah and one bad actor can really ruin a lot f for everyone so i think it will swing back you it know will. it will even out some and they'll start to realize like you know i'm smoking a lot of limited editions and they're not good but there's a lot of boutiques, Warped, uh, Roma Craft, which isn't really a boutique anymore. Room 101 is barely a boutique anymore. Stolen Throne. Stolen Throne is an amazing boutique company Oof. making amazing. We've, we've, you and I have had long love conversations about Stolen Throne. Just 100%. Like, and, and that's a boutique, right? But they're not cranking out limiteds. They're doing what I think is the right thing. They're focusing 100%. on their core. Do they do a limited project every now and then? Sure. Why not? Right. But your core line is solid as fuck. So the crook is still, and I jokingly call it the unit of measure, because if you're going to tell me about some fancy limited edition, I'm going to ask you, is it as good as three crooks? And it's not. Well, <laughs> I don't care what it is. It's Sounds just not. Right there. <laughs> right. And, and, and this is something that Steve and I talked about on a show before Mark was even involved is like one of Whoa. our first one of one of our first Back ones was was like stone where, yeah <laughs> where is print media in all this you know it seems like like stolen throne when do you see them in the big publications or do have they do they have another market in the marketing or another corner of the marketing side where they're getting to 
our generation of cigar smokers as opposed to what you would assume again in air quotes the age group that does the 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 ca magazines and everything like that does do you see a correlation between what a boutique company that is hitting it in stride the correct way or the right way as opposed to what the older manufacturers are doing in a order format of print media well i think that's a that's a two-sided thing because you're not what, what he was saying earlier you're not only marketing to the new smoker right no the core of the business at any cigar shop is right. pick a company yeah. big company right? and none of the boutiques start out to be general cigars right they all you have don't. to start somewhere I mean, but I you're wish. marketing right. to two different yeah. people yeah but but what i'm saying is like start is there. how many in there is <laughs> how many you know we all get cigar aficionado at the, at the shop no. here and lead, okay. read through it all the time. How many of those boutique <laughs> no. companies do you see through that magazine, you know, cover to cover? I mean, a boutique company can't afford to be in cigar aficionado. Right. Exactly. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, so, so th- this, so, uh, I'm going to answer your question without answering it. Right. Like practicing my politicking right now. <laughs> I don't think it has to do with marketing. If we're talking about stolen throne and the crook of the crown specifically, I have no idea where we found it. I can't remember that, Mm -hmm. but it showed up and I smoked it and I said, holy (laughs) fucking shit. This thing just made me come, right? (laughs) Like, this is a good cigar. We have to be involved here. I didn't give a shit where it came from. I didn't care. It was made well. It was tasted amazing. It was simple. It was affordable. I mean, just like every fucking box. I told everyone. Hey man, you gotta check this shit out. And then Mark found it. Yeah. And then I don't know how many people he's told, but like everyone, all they smoked was stolen throne crook of the crown for like a quick minute, right? Right. They didn't have to buy marketing. Yeah. Because they invested in building good product. Yeah. Repeatable cigars. Well, and and here's the thing. One yeah. of our one of our first I don't want to say gift, but one of the first things that Steve and I Steve and I got was an ashtray that was made by just a listener. He built the boxes for Stolen Throne oh, kind of on that. the side. That's cool. And now he is now directly correlated with Stolen Throne. So it's 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 the yeah. mediums kind of like this where you're getting some of that, that, that movement in the industry where we're seeing just a small ashtray made for, uh, at the time, a tiny fucking show that nobody listened to. And now it's, you know, it's in your, it's, Arguably, I mean, it's your fucking unit of measure. It is my unit of measure. I mean, it, it is, with the Inejo, it is of the regular production cigars that I smoke. It is one and two. You can pick between the Inejo and that, and those are my two favorite. That's, that's like a hard thing to argue with because it's, it's a one, I mean, just a wonderful cigar. It's a wonderful yeah. cigar. And, and, and this is the point that I'm making. Rojas blended that cigar mm-hmm. manufactured it this is a reputable brand yep or a reputable factory a reputable blender a reputable master yeah they invested in the brand they invested in the blend they invested in the thing that sells yep. the cigar the second time which is how good it tastes and they haven't had to do any sort of a gimmick any limited edition they don't give away piles of swag they don't do any of that they just make good cigars right if they make a limited edition mark's going to buy it Yes, yeah. Mark. You, you know he is because yeah. the core line is good, right? And and so the core line is is everything. 
you know, I, I don't want to like disparage any companies, but there's yeah. other companies that come out where it's like, oh, we got this, we got this, we got this. And you taste the core line, you taste the core line and you're like, yo, what the fuck is this, man? Like, like this is. Spend some time in the base. Yeah. Like go back. I do want to, I do want to reiterate something Chris says, cause this is important to me. And I, I get people who ask me about certain limited edition, some people who release limited editions and they ask me, have you tried X cigar? And I'm not going to say what cigar it is. And Stephen and Aaron will know what that is. And I say, I do not. And they ask, why have you not tried that? And I said, because I do not like their business model and I do not spend money, especially in the cigar industry with people who do not do business in the way that I think is the right way to do business. Now, having said that, I obviously do business with LCC, so I'm a big supporter of your business well, thank model. Thank you, sir. Um, and as a matter of fact, I do want to call out because I'm a new Sapphire member. Oh, Mazel Tov. And uh, <laughs> yes, I like it very much. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, I think it was last month I got it and was smoking through the cigars with great joy because that one I don't have to wait for to do a review with these yahoos. And so <laughs> I got to like the fourth cigar and I picked up the bag and there was a lighter in there. <laughs> and I went, hey, there's a fucking lighter here. Chris loves me. That's awesome. And then I saw other people had lighters too. So you must love all of us. <laughs> I love you all. We love you all equally. But it was a Vishal lighter and that was pretty cool. But um, I do want to double down on the fact that we have to be intentional as consumers. There are, there are name brand companies who are big time companies. Steve worked for Ashton and I am a big fan of Ashton. First of all, because I think the VSGs are banging, and I like a lot of what they do, but I like, <clears throat> I like the way they produce cigars, and I like the way some people produce cigars, and I, I support those companies with my money, and that is the way I choose to vote who stays on the island of cigars. I think you, Chris, had an incredibly smart thing you said where you said the pendulum has really reached the max on boutiques and I'm making hand motions once again not great on on <laughs> audio but I think it's going to swing back because it has to because it's gone crazy on a lot of these limited editions and this market reminds me I love CAO we talked about with somebody earlier how much we love CAO I think CAO produces really solid cigars and has for a long time but when the CAO girls came out with the Flavor Girls, and there was a lot of those weird stuff around the first cigar boom, the momentum on the marketing side got in front of the momentum on the cigar side. And it feels to me like we're getting there again. Limited and, edition like is a conflict between marketing and, and yeah. artistry, right? right. Like that's, it, limited editions are designed to motivate sales, right. like in every industry every single industry in the world. And, and so it is a conflict between the marketing and the artistry, and you can abuse the, the marketing position of that. It's quick bucks. And, and, and turn, turn money fast. And, and I'll say it, I've said it a million times, probably on this podcast even or somewhere, I don't know. But they won't make it if people don't buy it. Yeah. Whoever yeah. it is. I don't right. care if you're making cars or shoes or yeah. potatoes. 100%. People don't buy them. They're not going to make them anymore. Yep. Right? So it, it, it is the resp the consumer falls so, or the, the responsibility falls squarely in the consumer's lap yep. to, to, to be educated about what, what it is. brands you're doing business with. Yep. Not because they're abusing people or 
fair trade agreements or any shit like that. But, you know, this is art and you cannot just print art on a, on a copier. You know, right. you, can't, you can't do it. And there's a significant difference. I don't know how many members I have met in Luxury Cigar Club that have said, holy shit, I was smoking garbage before I met you guys and I thought I was smoking good cigars. And the thing is, is you do not know what you, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. You just don't. So well, it's the same thing on the retail side. Consumers go into a retail store and they decide, well, I like this shop more than I like that shop, right? You're choosing who you're spending your money with, yeah. but right. they do zero research on the cigars sometimes and they just smoke whatever because they know the name or whatever, right? Yeah. Right. So it does. It falls squarely on the consumer to, to right. keep the industry alive. I mean, unfortunately, like not every company is going to be honest to you. Yeah. And so you have to do the, the work yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it's in an analogy that I have is, you know, Chris, you talked about how, you know, sticking with the core line, create the core line as close to perfect as you can to make sure your consumer keeps coming back. I worked at a tattoo shop for 10 years. Three of the four tattooers at our shop would not do sleeve work because they knew they could bust off that first nut, line it out for $400, and more times than not, that person just would not come back, as opposed to doing a solid piece for 80 bucks, and they're coming back constantly every Four three lines. weeks, every three weeks, another piece, another piece. So as, a spo- as opposed to just doing a, four, uh, a one big $400 session, you now have that person coming back eight times in six months, and you just doubled everything over, and you have a repeat, repeat, con, uh, you know, re- consumer of your product at that time. I mean, it's like vacuums, right? The vacuum machine is the limited edition. Well, not anymore, but back in the day, right? The vacuum machine is a limited edition product. Mm-hmm. The vacuum bag. I mean, for those of us that like remember yeah. vacuum bags, <laughs> yeah. the vacuum bag is the thing that made the money. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I even think, like, LG got me with my fridge, right? They're like, oh, you have to change this filter every, the water every filter. three months. Yeah. I'm like, this filter's 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to dominate the market with this shit, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah, Yours is only 40? God, Frigidaire's like 75. LG, bro? <laughs> LG, everything's a little more reasonable. Oh, Life's good. Life's good. <laughs> Frigidaire's, you're buying my fucking name. Yep. I mean, I, and... and Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the world is wrong. I, I don't know. But all I know, and I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because a lot of the product we do is limited production, right? We just can't afford to produce a lot of anything. And we want it to be special. We want it to be something that a brick and mortar can pick up on their shelf and be like, you know what? You probably should buy it while you can because it's going to go fast and we may not see it again till next year. You're going to see it again, I yeah. promise. But, yeah. but, but, you, but you go in towards it. You're producing 7,500 of these a year, 5,000 goes out to the consumer. But you want to do that on a consistent basis, as opposed to I'm producing 2,000 of these and it's fucking done. And it's done. And, you know, like you, it, can, you can do your homework and fact check our product and every, every story we have. And I have pictures and videos if you want me to send them to you. I mean, whatever, right? Like this, this all is happening in real life. And, you know, yeah, JT is a limited release, but... It's not like limited release from Johnny. Mm-hmm. It's limited release from Matt Booth. Matt yeah. Booth. So that like, to me is you. You need to know who's making your scar. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's the ebb and flow of, you know, who is behind it to begin with. Yep. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is always power. Tastes mm. good too. The more you know. <laughs> yeah.
That helps. <laughs> so, Mark, you're smoking I have the non-limited edition. The non-limited edition. So you can see the funky burn that I was talking I, about. There's a little bit of a funky burn. It's not <laughs> impacting. It's not impacting this. I am not really a good at lighting cigars. I Seems didn't notice crazy. that. <laughs> I, no. You just put it straight in your mouth and go for it, bro. Well, what the fuck? I want to smoke it. So, uh, yeah. No, you all are fancier cigar lighters. Um, uh, so I'm not the best judge on that. Um, having said that, I'm still pissed about that one cigar that burned and the wrapper came off. I don't think that was my fault. Um, but um, oh, oh, the the yeah the yeah, whatever yeah. It was yeah. we won't say the name. And so uh, I like the other cigar slightly better because I like the Vitola a little bit better. But this is a really really good cigar. That, that limited edition Vitola it's that's badass. unnamed is so yeah, sexy. No, it's badass. Like, so, yeah, I saw it. I'm like, I want it. Yeah. You know, he's like, I can't give that to you. It's for someone else. I'm like, no, it's not. Nah. Nah. Weaver, come play dominoes at the house. Nah. Here's some whiskey. He's like, I'm like, what do you think, man? He's like, okay. I'm like, so yeah. is that is that gonna have a band or is it gonna be unbanded? The that I told the him. limited edition. Yeah, it's gonna have a band. Man, okay. It'll be this band, and you have your band off. You notice we have we have some words on the back of that. Yeah, band. I took a picture of that. What Pretty were the cool. words? It says with the raven comes wisdom. That's sweet. I go. thought it was going to be Tony is always wrong. <laughs> that's, that's on the limited edition. <laughs> <laughs> it just says fuck you, Tony. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't light that one up because my palate is fucking shot. I'm still like, enjoying. I have a mouthful of sand. Just that's, I've smoked great. so many cigars in the past two days. I actually wanted to actually. Just if it wasn't great, tell me. No, it was good. I smoked the entire thing. That's a good sign. Steve will tell you. Steve's not shy. Well, nope. that's how, I mean, that's where we started this fucking three years ago is yeah. the straight cuz we're going to shoot shit as straight as we possibly can. So, oh, yeah. You better get I me th- off of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's only ever been one time where I upset somebody by telling them I didn't like it. I think most people understand, like, okay, it wasn't... It's not my cigar, right? It's not the one I like. I'm like, good, more for me. I've given- one time I told somebody, eh, it's... This is not good. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you didn't like it? I was like, no, it's not good. <laughs> it's, not, oh, it's not good. That's very definite. Right there. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I have three or four that I've liked. Uh, but yeah, I just met. He's the only person I've ever upset. Upset. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it, it, not every cigar is for every, but every person. But I look, you know, you're talking about construction or whatever. I look past that because it's a handmade product. I build stuff with my hands. Everything has a fucking flaw in it, no, no. matter what it is. Well, construction so is different. Have, I'm a handmade combustion. product, and yeah. I don't have a flaw. Yeah. I, <laughs> wow, there's a story there. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go into that. Yeah. Someone molded you from clay, and yes, <laughs> my mom's going to be very alive. disappointed. She's going to disagree with me on that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're testimony. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, there's been three or four cigars that I really just didn't like. In the, of all the reviews we've done, where I just went, no, nah, this is not good. But understand that your opinion is Mark says this cigar isn't any good. That's what that means. Mark said it isn't any good. Does that mean Steve won't enjoy this cigar? No. I mean, but if I say, well, in my humble opinion, for my palate, <laughs> you've caveated it so much. This came on fucking wound, and then it stopped burning, and then I couldn't get it lit again. I mean, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, not smoking, praying for you're not smoking cigars for other people, right? I'm not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I always hate when people say, "In my humble opinion." First of all, my opinion is not that fucking humble. But second of all, 
I don't know. I, I don't know if that saying was humble. Or right, right. <laughs> so I thought, my, so, but obviously, I mean, my speaking—I don't even know what it is. Like the Pope, like when I speak, like it's obviously just my opinion. You know, sometimes my opinions you, you are pretty just, solid. You just compared yourself to the Pope. I did. That's, <laughs> That's right. That's all I got. Why would that. that comparison be uh, outrageous? <laughs> He's a it's man, his, I'm a man. It's only his opinion. It's only his right. opinion. He's a yeah. man, I'm a man. Yeah. yeah. I wear robe. robes, he wear robes. <laughs> I see so many commonalities. I got a big ass hat. I got a big <laughs> ass hat. It's not white, it's not bony, that's for sure. That's not cool. Do you have a Pope mobile? <laughs> No, but I kind of want one. That would be cool. <laughs> right. The comparison is hey, we we kind of found one for our <laughs> for our cigar delivery for for things, and uh, you and I liked it, and that idea got shot down very quickly yeah. by Brandon. Well, I knew it was a joke. <laughs> right. no, I would did rock you? the fuck. Out. That's the story now. <laughs> right. No, I knew. I knew. I knew Steve knew it was a joke. Aaron did. Not. No, I'd be like, oh shit, no, I'd, I'd rather the fuck. We out need the Pomobile. What the fuck? Yeah. Come on, Brandon. It's only $180,000 used with 400,000 miles on it. Oh, dude, that has four miles on it, man. That guy don't go nowhere. <laughs> oh, occasionally goes to Burger King. Occasionally goes to Burger King. He goes to Burger King. You know he does. Burger King. That's what the... in the fuck? <laughs> exactly. That's what... <laughs> I tell you, I saw the Pope one time. Did you really see the Pope? Yeah, I was in Italy, um, and we went to the Vatican, and he was, like, giving his big address for the week. That makes sense. I guess it on checks like out. every Wednesday or he, something. I've heard he's in Italy a lot. Yeah. <laughs> checks out. If you're going to see him somewhere. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That would be top of the list. I've told the story. My Uncle Tom, one of my grandfather's favorite prized possession. Uncle Tom would ha- had a picture with John, Pope John Paul. So he when he worked with the, the worked overseas in the in the church, he was a, a priest with the Viatorian sect. So there you go. Later. I thought Brandon left a while. <laughs> yeah, I thought he did too. <laughs> he was checking up on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so like the past thirty-minute conversation, that's kind of going into what next week's show is going to be with the three of us. We're gonna. It's gonna be not as of a joking around show. It's gonna be. We're gonna ta- do a little bit more serious side, like actually. Whoa. Reading up on... What do you mean we're not... When the fuck did we agree that we weren't going to joke about it? When did you learn to read? (laughs) Because I I still can't. I learned good. Because Chris promised me the... Somebody promised me the Cliff Notes version of this. Like, that he read it and had the Cliff Notes version of this. And Kevin, or you did. It's on the internet. Right. Just go and look. Somebody said, no, I've already read all of it. That was me. Yeah. So I've got I've got the Cliff Notes version. Cool. So should have not said that and been like, no. I believe the oh, salient no, no. points are <laughs> right. I'm, no, I'm going to give you full credit next week too. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm not responsible. For misinterpret anything. the facts for anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. So that's going to be coming up. A little different style show. I'm gonna okay. Assume, so I thought next week was anime. It's not anime. Man, I can do you watch do anime? I love anime. Really? Yeah. I'm shocked. I, I'm. Anime. I just got a I got a new um, book in that I just started reading. So I'm not shocked that you like anime. Yeah, I'm shocked that Mark likes anime. Oh, he's he's probably bigger than mine. Than I am. I'm I'm an OG anime guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm forming opinions. <laughs> so I'm, I'm completely cool with what I like. Yeah. I don't watch television other than um, you know old school anime and if we we I. 
Mongo. We, unfortunately, we can never do a show like that because that, like, that, yeah, nobody that else cares like about that. We'll do that in the I'm second half. We'll do soccer. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, nope. I like the Simpsons. <laughs> you seen Bob's Burgers? <laughs> oh, get out of here! <laughs> Damn it, Bobby! <laughs> All right, um, I'm ready to tear down and just enjoy a cigar now. Okay. Chris, thanks so thank much you for, for being on. Yeah. Thank you yeah, for the special lot, smokes. This has been awesome. Thank, thank you for thank coming. You. As always, we love having you here. It means a lot to us. Thank you, guys. All right. We will uh, talk to everybody next week. Be the good. Adios. Adios. Adios.